0: Dun, dun That's pretty good. I think it's more like dun dun.
1: No, because then it goes high at the end. It goes
0: dun dun. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey there. Welcome to our new podcast binge. I'm Ashlyn. And I am Kristen.
1: And Kristen and I decided to start a podcast because, well, everybody else is.
0: Well, okay. Actually, we had a very specific reason for wanting to start this specific podcast. To give you a little backstory, uh,
1: Kristen and I worked together. And when Kristen first started, we were trying to get to know each other. Kristen was really desperate for approval. Like
0: really desperate. (laughs) Y'all, it was bad. It was really bad.
1: Um, And, you know, obviously one of the first things strangers talk about besides the weather is TV.
0: I actually think it was like the first thing that Ashlyn asked me about myself because I never let her ask me about myself because I was too busy talking about myself. But one of the first (laughs) things she asked me when we were sitting down is just like, oh, do you watch anything on TV? And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Like, I'm super into TV. So
1: we realized that we legit had um, none of the same shows in common. Like, not a single one. We both love TV, but we, like, couldn't see
0: eye to eye on anything. So I found myself being that annoying friend who was like, oh my God, how have you not watched Game of Thrones? Like, do you know that person? There's always that person. And for me, it used to be Breaking Bad. It was like, oh my gosh, how could you not watch Breaking Bad? It's the best show of all time. Well, and I
1: thought it was astonishing that she had never seen the iconic show Friends.
0: Yes, I had not seen Friends, and our friendship made it through that.
1: So naturally, we tried to force each other eventually to try to watch the television that we thought was so groundbreaking, like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Friends, um, but as you'll quickly come to learn through this, we're both incredibly strong in our convictions, and I wasn't about to watch Game of Thrones <laughs> before she watched Friends. I mean, I mean, come on!
0: And after like honestly hours of our coworkers listening to us fight—like I'm talking fight—about have Ashlyn and I have the capability of having researched, passionate debates <laughs> about the television we watch, and we were defending our shows to each other and why they had to watch them. And so two things became very clear to us. We needed a way of actually
1: forcing one another to watch each other.
0: And our coworkers wanted us to find literally anyone besides them who cared. So here we are starting a podcast, hoping that our love of television finds some followers who like us are passionate but also like us are willing to breach outside of our comfort zone
1: and knowing that there's no greater vindication in life than a friend telling you that
0: you're right it is one of the greatest feelings or if you're engaged married together with someone having your partner tell you that you're right
1: so because kristen is the more headstrong of us or
0: annoying depending on who you ask mostly my i husband. graciously oh, agreed to let wow, her go first wow okay whatever you say so without further ado the show that we picked first that i picked first was the iconic the groundbreaking the amazing shits screen
1: okay it's like five years old it's not iconic yeah okay, it is iconic but actually, okay, not. No, but, okay. Um. So, iconic. Yes, I succumb to watching Shit's Creek.
0: So, to give you guys a little bit of how this podcast is going to work, um, just so that you're not annoyed with um, us jumping all around, there is a method to our madness. I promise. Um, the show is gonna. The podcast is gonna start with um, some show us announcing. You know, whatever the show was. Um, a little bit of show information so that for people who maybe have seen it, but like haven't thought about it in a long time or, or just don't know that much about it, like they watch it and you just don't know much about it, it'll give you a little bit of a background. And then the person who's going to, who's watched the show for the first time is going to give their thoughts and their two cents. And then um, we're going to have a little bit of trivia to see if the older person who watched it remembers things. And see if the person who just watched it can stump them. Um, And then we'll just discuss the show, pick our top episodes, and then um, Ashlyn is going to um, tell me which one, what show she's gonna make me watch, which should be super exciting.
1: So we're gonna alternate.
0: Yeah, so every week. One of us will pick a show for the other one to watch. Now, they will all have been shows that we have already seen. One person has seen, the other person has not seen. However, there are certain shows that neither of us have seen that for very special episodes, we will both have to binge and we will discuss as a group.
1: Because we view them as cultural... Importance.
0: Not necessarily because we're stoked to watch them. But one thing that this show taught yeah, us. Yeah,
1: because there's a reason we haven't watched them. Right. Yet.
0: But the one thing that this show taught us is that there are shows maybe outside of our preferences, our comfort zones, that end up being good and we end up liking. And I'm positive that there are shows we will watch that we will end up giving a scathing review to. So well, fortunately this isn't. Fortunately, is. I started with I you know when you start something with like you got one in the bag. Like I knew that you were. I knew you were gonna love Schitt's Creek. Just because I, I didn't I, know it was in the bag. I know you didn't know, but I knew it was. And so we're both giving ourselves softballs first. I would yeah. say ones that we think are are good enough. Well, but you don't
1: know what's next, so I could like. Really well, I would throw, really hope that, I would really could really throw a curveball at you. I would
0: sincerely hope that you wouldn't do me like that, but maybe you will. But I think. We're starting off with shows, I started off with a show that I knew Ashlyn would enjoy because pretty much most of America currently enjoys it. Now, what's funny is that I myself was a bit late to the Shit's Creek train. Uh, my friend James and my aunt had been trying to get me to watch it for a while and I watched the first like episode and I was like, yeah, no, can't, can't get into it. These characters are horrible. Nothing is likable about them. The humor, I don't get, it's kind of slow. I'm not really digging into it. And then my friend Alex was like, no, trust me. You have to watch it. It's amazing. Like get through the first season. You're going to love it. And so one day, I didn't even know what prompted me. I think I was like folding laundry or something. And I just started watching it and I couldn't stop. I became fully obsessed. It was like somewhere in the middle of season two where I like could not stop watching it. It was so good. What did you think when you first started watching it?
1: So I don't know if you know this. I don't know if we've talked about this yet. I actually started Shit's Creek years ago, oh. probably. Oh, I'm when, devastated. Probably when it was like in currently airing season three or season two. One of those okay. It was pretty early on, um, and because it was on Netflix, and I like, yeah, just
0: it came to Netflix in 2017.
1: Okay, so it was probably in 2017. Yeah, and um. I started it because it was, like, on my recommended for yous. You know, I love comedies. I love, like, happy shows. Um, I love comedy. That's one of the issues in our relationship is I love comedy. Kristen loves drama. No,
0: that is untrue. We both love comedy, but we like very different comedies. Like, one of the first things we talked about was you said... I like comedies. I said, oh, me too. And then you started naming off a bunch of comedies you like. And I was like, no, I don't like those. I like The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And you were like, no, I don't like Which those. I'm
1: sorry. I can like already feel the hate mail arriving in my mailbox. But does anybody else not like The Office? She hates it. It's awful.
0: It's, she hates it. It's fine, guys. It's on my list. We we literally have like lists for each other. And it's on my list. And she's going to watch it. And she's going to realize how wrong she was. And it's fine. But y'all, the office is nine seasons long. The other thing about this show that was nice for us to do first was it was only it was only five seasons. Yeah,
1: so it was a really quick binge. Yes. I think it took me like two weeks. So anyway, two years ago I started it, and you know they have if you've seen the show, you know they have an opening scene in their like past life um, in I guess California and they have they live in this big house. The aerial view is actually Lisa Vanderpump's house. For those familiar with Real Housewives. Which
0: is like the nicest little tinge of Bravo trivia. Like, it made my heart so happy to know that.
1: So, you know, they show them in this fabulous house, fabulous clothes, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, this looks great. Very on brand for me. (laughs) She really hit the, like, or no, this was two years before Kristen. And so I was like, I could totally get into this. I get why it's recommended for me. And then they moved to this podunk awful town. And
0: Princess Ashlyn
1: was not and this, for Okay, it. I'm not a princess. But, like, they have all their luggage on the side of their road. It's very... It's a lot. Upsetting. It is a lot. Um, And this man with, like, I don't know if he even has all of his teeth. <laughs> Roland? <laughs> Roland, the mayor. Oh, yeah. Then you learn that this guy without teeth is the mayor. Yeah. And I was just like, um, I think I'm out. Like, I'm tapping out. And so I will admit I didn't give it a fair shot the first go-round, but that made this time even harder because I was like, okay, I already know I hate this show. Yeah. Um, but it did force me to watch it completely, and by the end of season one probably, um, I was fully, like, invested. And then really in season two and season three – my love for Dan Le- Levy in particular yeah. just grew exponentially.
0: Okay, so I also, again, it did take me a while to get into the show. But when I did, it was it was everything. And um, Dan Levy is the one who, you know, started the show, created the show. He writes the show. He produces, I mean, he does like everything and acts in it. And he truly is amazing. Like yeah. he is Actually,
1: he's created something really amazing. He truly
0: has, and you know what? It's so great because the characters you started out hating, mm-hmm. you end up like falling in love with, and finding them and endearing. finding them endearing. And 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 you know what I appreciate is that they're still those same people yeah, that they were totally. in the beginning. They just have they just have more respect. Like they have love, and they have respect, mm-hmm. and they have things in their life that make them likable characters as yeah. opposed to total.
1: Yeah, without giving too much away, throughout the show you see them just become much more well-rounded individuals. Yes. And um, learn that
0: money isn't everything Yeah, and that lifestyle. Create real
1: relationships. Right. Whereas before, you kind of get the sense that all their relationships were very
0: surface level. Very rapid. Um, And And they do that nicely throughout the show by giving you these really nice flashbacks. Yeah. Um, which are not literal flashbacks. No, but like, like flashbacks. describe right
1: flashbacks.
0: Right, and then I think they do a literal flashback in uh, the Christmas <gasps> episode. They do. You're mm-hmm. right. They do one. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's it's a lot of them describing and remembering and recalling. They're like Alexis being so sad you know that she's not on yachts yes and uh rose. yeah and so it the funny thing is is the the show premiered on cbc in 2015 but it didn't actually come to america through netflix until 2017. so it kind of started having like an underground popularity where people were singing on their netflix maybe they weren't getting past the first episode or they were and they were telling their friends about it but really it didn't explode until, I think, pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And now, it's like a full-on thing. Like, they were on Alan, they were on one of the late-night shows, they were on Cool well, Bear, they were on what podcast. Live. Watch What Happens Live. I mean, like, now, in the fi- which is crazy that it's the final season. Yeah. Like, in the final season, they gained this notoriety that they hadn't had the yeah. whole time. And I don't know if you saw the Watch What Happens Live episode, but Dan, like,
1: basically committed to a movie. I know. Which I know. is really exciting. Well, These Now that also, people are invested.
0: He's also committed to a deal with, is it ABC? He oh, signed a deal know. with ABC to... I don't make something. I don't know what. Okay, but he's um, saying in 2019. Movie of Creek. Like, I mean, that would be amazing. But the cast he was, he did said say... said it's happening. The cast did say that it ended at the right time. Like, it felt like the right time to end the show. So I don't think it ended just because they didn't have the popularity or the notoriety. You know what I mean? I think that it felt... Which, you know what? Honestly, good for them. A lot of shows, The Office included, drag it on for way too long. And nothing's worse. And, noth- and nothing's worse. Okay, so in case you're not a total shithead, Shicks Creek is basically an age-old tale of a super rich family who lost everything due to a bad business partner. And basically has to move to a small town called Schitt's Creek, where um, the dad, Johnny Rose, played by Eugene Levy, so if you don't know who he is, his eyebrows in American Pie, not Ferris Bueller's Day Off, is what I was telling people at work, and I was promptly corrected by um, Ashlyn over here. I mean, it's our job to be authorities on television. I mean, it is. So, fair. I let her have it. I didn't um, cause a ruckus. Um, And so he buys this town for his son, David Rose, played by Eugene Levy's actual son, Dan Levy, who um, is the most precious thing of all time. He truly is the heartbeat of that show. Like, he really is. And um, so he bought this town as a joke for his son. Having never been there. Having never been there. Just as a joke... um, for a um because it's called Shit's creek yeah so he bought it as a joke having never been there and they're able to use their position as owners of the town to basically live in the town for next to nothing it's the only government this only property that the government didn't seize of theirs because it has no financial value as evidenced when you see Shit's creek and the family moves there and so they're able to live in that town for basically nothing while they get back on their feet um, the rest of the Rose family is made up of the mother, played by Moira, Moira Rose, played by Catherine O'Hara, who is a comedic genius and honestly probably my te- favorite television character ever made. Like, she truly is. I know, Ashton, you don't like her, right? No, she's my least favorite of the family. I truly, every time she opens her mouth, I'm like excited to hear what's going to come out of it. Yeah. Like, she truly is so yeah. good. As and I've Catherine watched, O'Hara is yeah. so Talented, it's insane. As
1: I watched it um, a second time, I like her more because yes. I know what to expect. But at first, she's the hardest to like. Warm up to, I think she's the hardest to like in general. Yeah, because she is the most self-absorbed, materialistic. Right, and so it's it definitely takes as a viewer, I think, a minute longer to warm up to her. Yes, whereas Dan or. I should use their... Actual um, name, their, David. David <laughs> and Alexis, um, they have, like, these endearing qualities yeah. that are very easy to, like, latch on to, and that's why there are so many memes. and.
0: Well, and, you know, when you think about it, like, kids are, in a way, a reflection of the parents. So, like, the kids <laughs> being spoiled and bratty... Yeah. They're, they're spoiled and bratty, and that's not the parents' fault 100%, but when you meet Moira... And, it and, makes and Johnny, sense. you see, right. So it's a little harder to empathize with Moira and Johnny because they're, you're like, oh my gosh, you spoiled these kids absolutely rotten. Um, but Catherine Harris, you, I mean, genius. The Herb Erlinger wine, it's, it's just like one of the best moments of television. It's so good. Um, and then the daughter, of course, Alexis, who's played by Annie Murphy, who is the most perfectly cast person Incredible. who is the actual opposite of her character in real life anytime you watch annie murphy in any kind of interview or she almost is the anti-alexis like yeah, she she's is like kind of shy. shy she's almost shy she's so sweet she's so soft-spoken like she's really just yeah. kind and she's really it's it's almost insane to see mm-hmm. like when because she's so good she is so good as At being Alexis. Yeah. Like she truly is. She like embodies it. A hundred percent. And yeah. and it's so funny because when you find out that like she wrote a little bit Alexis, like all this, all yeah. these character stories of hers, like she's coming up, you know, and it's just you realize like, oh my gosh, she truly immersed herself yeah. in that character because she's so unlike that. A thousand percent. It's insane but it's part of what makes i think this truly i'm gonna say a lot of really complimentary things about this show because it's probably one of my favorite shows of all time but i think this is one of the best ensemble casts Mm -hmm. that you'll see on television currently i mean other than um some of the like iconic ones like the friends cast yeah um or like will and grace has an iconic ensemble but this i mean this show really the ensemble makes it yeah every single character in this show. Holds a very specific purpose and is very good in their own right, and then together, I mean it's just Yeah, they're amazing.
1: And um, I mean, kind of like Friends and Will and Grace, with the exception of Moira and Johnny, mom the mom and dad, Eugene and Catherine, no actor was really very established. Like Annie Annie Murphy, had never
0: gotten a job and She was talking about how she had like three dollars in her bank account and was ready to quit acting forever. Yeah. And like move on with and her. And so bank. when you
1: think about the fact that It's like so many of their first big breaks. Yep. It's even that more impressive. It's
0: like, I know Ashley doesn't watch Game of Thrones, but it's like Game of Thrones level luck that you find this many people who can act this well for this long, you know, that is their first real big thing. Um, Especially when the show did start to get big. Yeah. And it did start to get, um, you know, a lot of attention. So speaking of the ensemble, the family then meets the characters of the town, um, from the very eccentric mayor, who Ashlyn loved so much, Roland Shit, <laughs> and his wife Jocelyn Shit, played by Chris Elliott and Jen Robertson, to the motel employee, and ultimately the owner, spoiler alert, also time out, um, we have both watched this show all the way we're in season six yeah are you up to date with season six i haven't
1: started season six okay
0: i've started season six we will not do any spoilers for season six but full disclosure my friend james who got me to start watching the show and is on season four i told him we were recording (gasps) and he goes yeah i told him we were recording and he goes okay well no spoilers i'm on season four i'm like james sorry first of all it's been out too long you have no excuse second of all you're the one that got on to me about watching this show third of all like no, this show is going to have spoilers through season five. If you haven't, not yet, but but towards the end of the show we will. So if you haven't watched it yet, um, just turn off this podcast and wait because yeah. it's so good. I mean, the spoilers are kind of everywhere. Like the new characters, like Patrick, you know he's around. Like you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It's not it's not a show like Game of Thrones where if you get spoiled it like ruins life for you, but. Spoiler alert! Ruins life. It really does. Uh, the book people were really rude about knowing all the spoilers for the poor show people. Oh. Um, I know, but I well, have very that's... little sympathy on this matter. Okay, so every time you're mean to me about Game of Thrones, it comes more on my list of you making you watch. So just kn- uh, just know that that's Dang. happening to you. Dang. Okay, so spoiler alert: we are going to be talking about. Um, the show up and until the end of season five so if you haven't watched and you're worried about spoils pause right now this is the disclosure here we go we're done okay so stevie budd played by the impeccable emily hampshire who is now killing it she was on a super bowl commercial yeah she is major doing so much stuff she's going to all the award shows she's she is one of the most lovable characters in the yeah, show. She is. People really connect to her in a very real and genuine way. Yeah. I feel like people connect to each of the characters differently, but I feel like Stevie Bud is us. Mm-hmm. She's oftentimes the Greek chorus of the show. She kind of points out the absurdity. All of the characters are absurd realism except Stevie Bud. She is reality. No one actually acts like Roland shit. You know, so you have to have a Stevie and in some ways a Ronnie. Well, but so, they might. We don't I know. I mean, they might. We don't You're know right. everybody in America. You're right, but I haven't yet seen someone um, scoop melted cheese out of a fondue into their mouth during a dinner party. Maybe one day I will, but I haven't yet. But so I think Stevie really serves as that role of like being the Greek chorus of the show and being the viewers and just being like, this is madness. Kristen, why don't you tell us what a Greek chorus is? Oh, a Greek (laughs) (laughs) chorus. (laughs) sorry um i'm a theater nerd so i will sometimes use things like that but a greek chorus basically
1: and half the time i won't know what they are either so when i ask for definitions i'm asking for me as well as the (laughs) listener
0: and sometimes i um talk out of my butt and none of this is right so you can fact check me um and email us oh we should plug all of our stuff follow us on social media um we have a weird time to talk i know well if you have a correction you can email us um, which we will link all of our social media stuff in the notes because i hate when they tell you your social media stuff on a podcast and you're listening and you're like okay so what am i supposed to do like write this down on a notepad for later so put all of our social media in the show notes and you can follow us there but please let us know if we have messed up because we will fix it but a greek chorus typically is the person in a Greek play or something who... Because we all watch so many Greek plays. Okay, well, so, um, no big deal, but in high school, I was Medea in um, the play Medea, so... I, I don't know. I've never right, heard of um, that. What? Wow. Okay, well, so, think of you differently. So, it's not the claim to fame you think Okay, it well, it's a pretty big deal. And um, a Greek chorus kind of serves as, like, the common sense. Like, Greek... Tragedies are usually really melodramatic and the characters are have these long monologues and these big scenes of emotion. And the Greek chorus is usually the one who's like putting it all into context for you and who, who brings the, the, the play to the people and like kind of ex- they're like the spark notes. Okay. They kind of bring reality back to the, the tragedy and the drama and the intrigue of a Greek tragedy. So Stevie Bud serves as that character Die. in this cast because okay. she kind of brings the audience in and relates things and we things become normal through her eyes,
1: okay. um,
0: I think. And of course, the beautiful, wonderful local vet played by the adorable Dustin Milligan. I personally think he is the most precious thing. I know he's very um, he's very polarizing. People yeah. either think he's the cutest thing or they don't get it at all.
1: So, well, I know we're going to have time for this later, but I thought he was so annoying at first, and I was really married to the idea of her ending up with Mutt. Um, but as you told me, you know, throughout as I was watching the show, because I kept complaining about her with the vet and not Mutt, uh-huh. he really does get more interesting, and you do see how um, much better she is as a human with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think... So he's important. He is. And I think he is... He's just very... He's very... Like, okay, he's as, he's as boy next door as actual cable television will let you see. Yeah. Like, he is... He is a... Mutt is supposed to be... And I don't remember that actor who plays Mutt's name. I'm so sorry. I didn't look it up. I'm sorry, Mutt. But I didn't really like Mutt, so... <laughs> and I write it. Whereas this, I um, did like Mutt. <laughs> no, Mutt didn't, Mutt didn't do it for me. I was actually... We were literally at my uh, my old work where I used to work we have a text chain we were talking about Shit's Creek because one of our coworkers is finally watching it and he was just like team mutt and I'm like I just don't get the appeal of mutt like he just mm-hmm. doesn't he does nothing for me um I'm team it's gonna Ted. be
1: fun when you watch Gilmore Girls I'm team Ted
0: all the way okay so I've watched I've seen Gilmore Girls but not like I used to watch it religiously so I've seen the first like probably four seasons like start to finish but then okay. I kind of started fall. So you never got to my favorite character. Who,
1: Logan? Team Logan, yeah.
0: I have seen Logan. Which
1: I know is, very, again, very polarizing to be Team Logan. I was
0: Team Dean just because I was obsessed with Jared oh. Padalecki. I was obsessed oh. with Jared Padalecki. I he, know. Like,
1: everybody agrees he's not the team to me. be on.
0: I Okay, okay, hear me out. I know he's trash. I know. I know. Complete that. trash. Complete trash, I know. But, I and I know that Jared Padalecki himself is complete trash. But he's, Aww, yeah, that's he just sad. got into a bar fight in Austin. Like he oh. like has a mugshot; it's really bad. But I was obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with him. I love him. Like I'll never Ugh. let it go. So I, know.
1: I mean, I'm like in fan groups of Gilmore Girls on Facebook. Like, wow, that's how dedicated I am. We all were almost thirty, just so you
0: know our ages, so and, that you understand how weird this is.
1: Um, but nobody likes Dean.
0: I, I mean, know he's just I, like no. Dean was the most toxic dope. of her boyfriends, and well, and the
1: real argument is between Jess and Logan. I.
0: Okay, I so understand that. Like, I know... I <laughs> but know I feel like that. you don't. <laughs> I do... No, no. Guys, I fully recognize that that opi- that, that being Team Dean is not good. I'm just telling you... It says a lot are, about who you are. The heart wants what the heart wants. And my heart wants Jared Padalecki.
1: Okay, but Rory's but I, heart didn't. I,
0: okay, I... Okay. We're <laughs> completely okay. strained from okay. topic. Okay, back to shit's Creek. Hmm. So... um One of the also, the cool things about Schitt's Creek that makes it really, I think, feel true is that um, it was very lovingly created, I feel like, by Dan. Yeah. And um, I think that Eugene Levy, um, supporting his son and helping his son to create the show and ultimately working with him along with their daughter, um, Sarah Levy, who plays Twyla, the the town waitress, um, I really think that makes it sweet Okay. It makes it. It makes it feel authentic. It makes it feel very different than what you normally Genuine, see on TV. Yeah. Yes, um, and I actually um, was. I saw. So I was listening to a podcast that Dan Levy was on, and they were. It was actually "What's the Tea with RuPaul and Michelle Visage, who I love. And they were asking Dan Levy, like, "What was it? Like, when did you realize that your dad was famous? Like, when did you realize that your dad was Eugene Levy?" And Dan was like, "You know, I think I've like always known." And because Dan Levy was born in 83, and so Eugene Levy had already kind of hit it then. Mm-hmm. Like, he was big already. It's not like yeah. he, you know. So he was like, I kind of know, I, I kind of, and Dan Levy said that he was very shy. He had quit, he had claimed, like some of it was from him just being like socially very kind of awkward or shy um, or to himself. And also he talked about like him being in the closet mm-hmm. affected that a lot because you really feel like you're not being your true authentic yeah. self. And so he was just kind of a shy kid and so he says that having a famous dad like the attention he used to get made him uncomfortable so he would always walk like a couple steps ahead of his dad or oh, he never really funny. wanted to be just with him which i thought was really interesting because in the show alexis has a scene with moira Where she talks about not liking Moira's fame and how it made her uncomfortable, and so I don't know if Dan Levy meant to do that, or if that was, or if that's just something from his life that bled into these characters. I mean, because you know they, I'm sure they grew up with money, Mm -hmm. right? I'm sure they grew, but they seem like a sweet, kind family. They do not seem at all like the roses. But, you know, I think that some of that and a lot of Dan's character with, you know, coming out and um, Patrick and you know, so I think that it really kind of shows that that writing is very authentic. Yeah. It really is things that Dan pulled from that that tell a very sweet from story personal. Yeah, and yeah. he said that he didn't want the character he never yeah. wanted the characters to not be true to themselves. So even when they still became when they got more acclaim and they got more notoriety and kind of more fan pressure, he never wanted to let that affect the way he was writing mm. the characters because it was important to him um, that the characters stay authentic. And I thought yeah. that that I think that that is a good sentiment for a show writer to have. And I think that he can he feels that way because he. He identifies, you know what I mean? I think that show writers that are removed, that don't care as much about the project, they don't have that same hang-up.
1: Well, it's very obvious that he cared, because... Yes. Whereas, for most shows, honestly, like, the last season, last two seasons, you're kind of like, oh, God, this is not even close to what I got the first season, or the first two seasons... And that has not been true with Schitt's Creek. I feel like if anything, it has gotten better. Yeah, and it's gotten more moving and um, just <clears throat> yeah, I feel like it's gotten better. And that is not usually the trend for most TV shows. And usually, the quality goes down.
0: And I think that some of that can, and like like the whole jumping the shark thing. I think some of that relates to um, them ending. You know? Because, yeah. Well, because... As but a, not every
1: ending is this good.
0: No, not at all. And, you know, the hard, the hardest part... Any author will tell you one of the hardest things to do is write the ending. Yeah. That's why endings can be... God, if you watch Game of Thrones, again, I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but I, it was horrible. They just couldn't end it. It was just yeah. bad. You know? And and it's... And it's, it's a lot of fans want to blame... The writers. The writers. But really, ending something is hard. Yeah. I think that they're ending it at an appropriate place where they can tie up bows in a pretty way mm-hmm. um, for the fans. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of helping them out. But I think, true some of it is Dan trying to be true to himself and yeah. um, stay true to that. And my favorite character doesn't even come into the show until season three, four, three, right? Moira? No, my favorite character is Patrick. Oh I think like Moira. Moira Moira's one of my favorite characters of all time. Okay, so how is she one of your favorite characters of
1: all time, but she's not your favorite character on the show that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I
0: can't explain it. I really can't, but she's like she's like she doesn't even get to, you know when you don't even get to get counted in something because like just so obviously good. okay, you know what I mean like when you're like there are certain movies that like I don't even count in my favorite movies because they're just so obviously. Like, good. Okay. You know what I mean? That's not how most of the world works. Okay, well, that's how my mind works. So I have like a, like, she doesn't even get to be qualified to be favorite character on the show because she's already one of my favorite characters of all time. Okay, so we disagree on that. Okay, we will. (laughs) And you can let me know if you agree with me or not. Maybe I'm the only person that does that. But if something is like so good, it's not fair for it to take up spots in my favorites because it's so good, you know? This is really weird rationalization. Listen... I can rationalize a lot, y'all. Like it's a talent I have. Okay. So one of my favorite, so my favorite character on the show is Patrick. Sweet. Oh, mine's Dan. Sweet like baby it's Patrick. so
1: obviously or David. Sorry. I mean, I the love, fact that their letter, the letters of their names are the same. The same makes is me really confused. hard.
0: No, it's obviously David. I know. Ew, I love David. I, I do love David, but I just there's something so just sweet about Patrick's character that just makes him so yeah likable and um well he, and he, he's the star of probably my favorite episode my oh well we i, th- I, I bet <laughs> you we have the exact i've watched that episode probably eight times like i love it. it's so good it's so good but so um noah reed plays patrick brewer who spoiler alert is david's fiance and um in the um, show in the not show real life. not in real life that's why i said david not dan <laughs> i know but it's confusing um and noah reed truly like when he joined the cast it felt like complete you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. he really joined the cast in a way that made it very uh, like pretty and, mm-hmm. and circular and like it felt good and yeah. he is he is really truly just amazing as patrick he really brings a very sweet um, just lovable feeling yeah. to the show, and he's show. so
1: good for David. He is
0: so good for David, and he, like, like
1: brings David back to
0: her. And they are, and and David is good for him. Yeah, totally. You know, like David, cha- like David brought him out. You know, David yeah. let him be who he is, yeah. and so they have a very sweet, sweet relationship. Yeah, that they I really absolutely do. adore it's yeah. it's relationship goals like for sure.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Completely. Okay. So now is the part of the show where Ashlyn's gonna try and stomp me with trivia, but stomp, stump, stump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can stomp me too if you want. I don't think she's gonna succeed. I've actually done Shit's Creek trivia before. Um, our team didn't do very well, but I felt like it was a good it was a good thing for us.
1: Okay, so just full disclosure, I I really love to win, um, wow. and so. I came up with
0: sixteen questions. We're not going to go through all <gasps> of them. No, we are not. You monster. <laughs> Gee, are you? Did you come up with like levels of difficulty? And if I get the no. ones that are easy right, you're going to like pick harder ones. Uh, maybe. Okay. So
1: first question: What is Alexis Rose's middle name?
0: They don't know it. Yes, they do. What?
1: Ted says it when he proposes. Oh. Okay, this is already going really well. Oh
0: no. <laughs> Um, is it Elizabeth? No. What is it? I really don't know. I thought it's names- actually my middle name. It's Claire. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. That's Alexis precious.
1: Claire Rose.
0: Okay, that's also one of the funniest interactions when Moira forgets her own child's oh, so name. It's-
1: and that's why I knew I could maybe stump you with that. Wow. Um. Yeah. Okay. What was Moira Rose's character name on Sunrise Bay?
0: Okay, so I actually got this one wrong at Shit's Creek Trivia. This is one of the ones okay. I didn't know. So, do know. you know it now? Um, give me a hit. No. What do you mean? <laughs> no. Okay,
1: I'm really happy. I so really far. can't remember. Vivian Blake.
0: Oh, I would have never gotten it.
1: Okay. Never. Um, one of my questions you already told me that you know the answer to it's Herb Ertlinger. Related. What was the
0: winery? It was going to
1: be what was what winery does Moira Herb
0: Erlinger's fruit wine. Yeah. Herb Erlinger's fruit wine. Um, okay. She gets who, smashed.
1: But I'm not asking that. So, so far, two out of two are going to me. Um, wow. So no, that's not fair. I knew it. No, but I didn't ask it. I just said you already told me that you knew wow. the answer. Wow.
0: See, that's cheating. I okay. count that as one for me. So, two, one. Um. Two, one. <laughs> two, one.
1: Okay. What, who does Stevie bring to games night?
0: Isn't it like her cousin?
1: No. He shows up like a couple times throughout the show, but not he's definitely not a main character.
0: Is it the guy that they were both seeing? No. I don't know who. Eric. Who is that? You are getting some obscure <laughs> nonsense. I girl. really love to win. Okay, okay this so is This is heinous. 3-3 to okay, me. No. Um 3-1. Um, If you're going to come out with stuff like that, you're (laughs) going to give me knowing her Bertlinger.
1: Okay, according to David, in fashion, elegant and what don't mix? Mm. So I'll give you a little context. He's shopping with Roland at the blouse barn, and Roland says, This looks really blank. And David says, It's not
0: comfortable, is it? Okay, but
1: elegant and blank don't mix.
0: It's not comfortable, is it? No. I know exactly what episode you're talking about. I mean, it's like
1: kind of key considering how big of a role fashion plays in the show.
0: I know, but I, you know, I don't like fashion. You know, I care nothing about fashion. We've already had this argument over the Met Gala. Well, Um, (coughs) what about elegant and fun? Mm -mm. Elegant and I'm trying to think of what David would say. Elegant and cheap?
1: No. Elegant and What would Roland be looking for? Sexy? In a shirt. No. And versatile? You're getting closer. Elegant
0: and. um, (laughs) This. Like, useful?
1: Okay no um we can't just go through the dictionary so (laughs) (laughs) elegant and durable oh my gosh
0: you are get out of here
1: okay besides betting what three things does david buy as part of his write-off what (sighs) okay So when David starts working, yeah, he buys all these things. He buys a lamp. He keeps telling Johnny like, "Oh, it's a write-off. It's a (laughs) write-off." Isn't one of them a lamp? One of them's a lamp. Good.
0: Um, And oh, is one of them um, like a face cream or yeah, yeah, skincare products? And
1: there's one more, Um, but it never actually arrives.
0: Oh, it's for the store, right? Is it the peacocks? No. no, is that a different one?
1: No, he says under my breath. Okay, well, that's supposed to arrive tomorrow, but I guess I'll cancel
0: it. Oh, I don't. I can't think of the. It's third a one. massage chair. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Give um, me a half. I knew two out of three. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. Would pa- I would pass that if that was a class.
1: Um. How much money does David get for his and Alexis's negotiation of Blouse Barn? Isn't it 40000 Yeah. Good. Um, and, gosh, I don't That know. was
0: such a good episode.
1: Yeah, they? it was. So good. What was the name of Stevie's aunt that left her at the motel?
0: It's not Darla, is it? Mm-mm. Oh, oh. I remember this episode because she's worried about turning into her. And it's it's like an ant. It's an ant name. I don't remember it. Maureen. Maureen. I was gonna I was gonna say like Starla. Okay. Ugh, I have so many more.
1: Um. What? Okay. There's something really. I'm not gonna ask you for the full list, but there's something really important that the thief steals from Rose Apothecary when David and Stevie are manning the store. They like basically. Oh, he
0: no, he doesn't steal. They give them wine uh and cheese and a moisture like like facial products. Yeah. Okay. Good. That episode's so good. And then Patrick's like, (laughs) like so you didn't see the gun. (laughs) (coughs) Um,
1: Okay. What do David and Alexis order at the cafe when Johnny is hungover?
0: She orders hollandaise sauce and fish, and he. Right? She orders a full of Hollandaise. She sauce. orders fish. He, he orders, orders a bowl of
1: warm Hollandaise sauce. sauce.
0: <laughs> that scene is so good.
1: Um, okay, last one. What um where is it? What was the charity being supported for the fake fundraiser on Moira's birthday? Something about cleft lips. Yeah, cleft oh,
0: palates. <laughs> Good, you got a lot of these, and I like really tried to make them hard. So I probably was. Were we even keeping cra- track? We stopped because I <laughs> made so many. <laughs> well, if you're keeping track at home, tell us how many we got right because I, mean, I would genuinely like to know. I feel like it's about half and half. I mean, listen, y'all, that was hard. those were hard questions. Yeah, I've watched the entire show twice over. Yeah, and those were really hard. So good job, Ashlyn. You are the trivia queen. Um, Love me some trivia. I, I do, too. And, you know, it's funny. I picked these shows because it's one it's one of my favorite shows currently happening, so obviously. And I really genuinely thought Ashlyn would like it. So, Ashlyn, just point blank. What did I think? What did you think? So,
1: again, initially I was kind of like, ugh, I can't believe I have to watch this show. It's so stupid. These characters are so, like, one-dimensional. What she told me oh, often. Um... But then you get further into it and you realize they really are funny. Yes. Um, I probably didn't start like audibly laughing until season two, which is like the sign of a good show for me if yes. I'm like audibly laughing alone. Yes. Um, So season two is kind of where that happened. And then one of my favorite things is... I feel like Shits Creek like really addresses some like major social issues. Yes. Um, but in a very soft way.
0: In a very likable way. Yeah,
1: and um it just becomes very clear that like acceptance is just part of Shits Creek. They don't yeah. they don't talk about it. It just is. Yeah. And so there are some like fundamental thing and I know that was intentional. I know yes. that, I know that didn't happen by accident, but like there are some very like fundamental things that they don't even have to talk. It's kind of like how in Sex in the City, New York is the fifth character. Yeah. It's like Acceptance is the twelfth character. Without
0: feeling too after school specially. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like we're going to like pull up a chair and be like, all right, kids, yeah. let it's me not, tell you about it. It's not in your face. They
1: don't yeah. really address it. Yeah. But everybody's just very loving and especially considering it's supposed to like, it's supposed to be set in like middle America, mm-hmm. um, where historically, you know, we would find like a lot of conservative right. Um, attitudes. Right. It's really refreshing the way it's written. Um, and so that was another thing that turned it around for me. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah. And Dan Levy being the mouthpiece for these mm-hmm. things, yeah. you know, it. Feels it feels like a genuine conversation, and it feels lovingly done. But it's also funny, right? Like it's it's, also funny. It's also funny. It's also very. It's it's handled in the way that someone who knows can do. You know what I mean? It's someone who went through these things genuinely can do. It's it's a it's a it's a feeling that you can only have by someone who actually has that knowledge and experience.
1: But in the same way that Will and Grace. kind of, like, broke boundaries and did, and approached, like, kind of hard topics in a Especially at that time. Yeah. Approached a hard topic um, in a really funny way. Right. Um, It does that, and it does it really, really well. But it does
0: it... So, I, I can also equate it to, like, the original Queer Eye was groundbreaking in that it was... Five gay men on your television screen going to straight men and just genuinely helping them. And so, but so the first and in the second Queer Eye, they said it great in the beginning, the intro, where the first Queer Eye was about um, like knowledge and bringing it to the light. And we're about like, yeah. Like acceptance and and making it you know something that like they walked so we can run like I feel like yeah. this is very like will and Grace walked so Shits Creek could run yeah so that acceptance doesn't have to be this after school special beat you thing on the head kind about, of thing yeah. it's just, underst- it just is. this is how it should be
1: this it just is, is. is yeah um, and <coughs> it gets some stuff like in that is so subtly done that. Almost anybody could watch Shits Creek. Literally almost anybody. Like no matter your political viewpoint, no matter your social viewpoint, almost anybody could watch it and really enjoy it. And yet these little nuggets would just like mm-hmm. slide in and maybe change the way people think. Yeah. Whereas like with Queer Eye and Will and Grace, it's a little more in your face and so some people might not even turn that show on. Right. Schitt's Creek, people are going to turn on just because it's funny and it's a great cast and... Right. But it has this way of like kind of sliding into your brain and yeah. maybe changing the way you look at life.
0: Right. Completely So very.
1: it's so well done.
0: It is very well done. And I, so let's rank it. So on this show, we're going to rank the shows we watch. Okay. Like one being Ashlyn's hatred towards Game of Thrones and five. It probably won't move. And five, <laughs> what's a show we both agree on is amazing? Actually, there might not be. I one. don't know that we have we haven't we yet. haven't gotten there yet. So like <laughs> one to five, like how would you where would you rate this in the scale? How many we do need I to... get decibel points? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would. I mean, like for
1: me, a five is friends. Um, okay. Because it's so it look. I'm reading a book about it right I, no, now. No, I, I It's hear you so mean. changed television forever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so. For me, like, that's what I'm looking for in a show is it's funny, it's entertaining, it's enjoyable, but it's also, like, maybe changing the world in, like, a small way. Yeah. So, Schitt's Creek is up there. I mean, I bet I would give it, like, a 4.7. Yeah. I See,
0: mean, it, for me, Schitt's Creek would be a solid 5.
1: It, it might even be a 5. Yeah. I think I'm having a hard time, like, putting it all the way to 5. It's a friend's... But, yeah. I mean... No way. It's, it, it's about as close to 5 as you can get because it, it ticks every single box. It really does. It ticks every single box. It's well
0: done. It's yeah. well written. Yeah. It's well acted. Totally. It everything about it. Season
1: is 6 um might determine my final ranking, but yeah, it's pretty close to 5. It is. Because the way you end a show is
0: it says a lot about the show.
1: Says a lot about the show. Yeah. And friends end and again, I'm going to compare everything to friends, but friends ended in a really sweet yeah, like rounded way. Whereas, like, even will and Grace I hated the ending. Yeah. It was such a atrocious ending. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. And so I think the way they end it will say a lot.
0: I agree. I agree. So okay, we'll we'll hold off on our final ranking. Right now we're at a four point seven. I think that's respectable. When the actual show fully ends, we can revisit and do yeah. a little mini soda and find the fi- yeah. final. It's
1: just hard to rank it when I haven't seen
0: how it's gonna the end the final. It, it is a big I it's mean hard. it is. It is I hundred percent agree. Because it's like I'm committing to something. I agree, one hundred percent. Okay, so top episodes. Let's just do two. What are your top two? Okay, well, in my agreement of episoding, Uh I think we can just both agree that there's one episode that stands far above the rest. Because it's simply the best. Because it's simply the best. (laughs) No, it's so good. And it just is hands down. so good. It doesn't even... See, but this is what I'm saying. We shouldn't even have to count it as one of our top because it's so understandable that it's the best episode. Simply the best. It's simply the best. Okay, and fun fact. If you don't
1: know what we're talking about... Um, there's a Tina Turner song that kind of is the uh, center of this particular episode. And I did not know that song until this mm-hmm. show. And so even when Patrick sang it, Patrick sings it acoustically. I didn't know what it was. But then when da- or David performs it, uh-huh. I mean... I think you could look at my Spotify. I have listened
0: to the best by Tia yeah. Turner probably 150 times. No, it's it's so good. Like, it's one of the best episodes. And Noah Reed did that all himself. Yeah. Like, that was all his idea. Like, he wrote that version of yeah. it. Like It was a top uh, chart in yeah, Canada. I know. I can understand. It's, it's my favorite way to listen to that song. Like I can't hear any. See, it I again. haven't been
1: listening to. Oh, I listen to. I, I listen to the Tina Turner. F- f- ugly f-
0: cry. Like it's simply. It simply is the best. Yeah, it really is. And that scene with Moira, and she's like, "It's so sweet of you to let your what is butterfaced beau serenade you yeah. this way." And Patrick is, Patrick is all of us. And that relationship with someone who you love them so much. But you're so scared because they're gonna embarrass themselves and you by association are gonna be embarrassed. And Patrick clearly does not have a great dating history, and so he's very, very I think wary of yeah. letting his emotions be honestly. And letting his partner really kinda go full throttle into yeah. like he's laughing. Well having... they both
1: kind of are. I mean David's yeah. kind of equally hesitant yeah. to dive right in, and that moment initially when Patrick is singing in front of, you know, 50 people, he's initially visibly uncomfortable. Yes. Um, which I think is how a lot of people re- would react. I would die. But as it goes on, you kind of see his heart shift. Yes. Which is, you know, when an actor can do that without oh, saying anything, oh, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. So well acted. And Moira, too. I
0: mean, Moira sitting there...
1: Well, and at one point, someone tries to talk to Moira. I think it's like Jocelyn, because Jocelyn, she finds out the sex of the baby, and she's like, "Well, my baby is, is having that... a major life moment right now." Yeah, and it was the most endearing scene Moira that, has yes. in the entire show. Down. It's incredible. It is,
0: and it's it really truly is the best episode yeah. of the whole. And and I caveat that with I also like Olive Branch. Like I consider those two the same. Like I consider them bookends. Like, the episode where he sings Simply the Best to David, and then when David apologizes and sings Simply the Best, does well, the Well, see, that's
1: almost my favorite part, is when David...
0: That's my favorite scene. Yeah, that's
1: my favorite scene. But,
0: but the Simply the Best episode is truly... the. Open Mic Night is what it's actually called. Yep. is truly my favorite episode of the yeah. of the entire series, and even considering the proposal, I love the proposal episode. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good! But that episode, like, I think I I get teary eyed when I watch it. It's it's truly it's, it's something. The best. It's the best. Um.
1: Okay. Other favorite episodes. Um. <clears throat> it's one of the last episodes. Where there's this party. Oh, it's the anniversary party. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so that would come in like... That... Probably my second
0: favorite. That scene makes me... Yeah.
1: Weep. It's very moving. It's
0: very sweet. And all of them dancing together... It's when they real they start to realize that this town is like good for them. Yeah, you know that they love each other. Yeah,
1: it's and one it's, of the most emotional moments. It truly is of the show.
0: It truly is. Um, um okay. I also love. Um, the episode, so season four is like my favorite season. Oh, interesting. I okay. I really love season four. There's a lot of really good, good episodes. One of my favorite ones for the comedic aspect alone is the pregnancy test episode where they find the pregnancy test and they think it's Alexis's. Oh. But Alexis <laughs> is going to community college. Yeah. And so the whole family, and Moira has one of the best freak outs about the bebe. <laughs> and she's going on about how like, we can't have a baby, And it's, it's so good. And then she finds out, you know, the family finds out that it's actually Jocelyn's. Mm-hmm. And then no one tells David. And then he comes back in at the end of the episode. And Alexis is like, you're going to be really influential in this baby's life. Like, you know, she's messing with him. It's it's just very comedically hysterical. Yeah. That whole episode is very funny. It's, it, is, it is easily one of my favorites. The
1: one where they buy all the raw milk is yeah. also so funny. <laughs> uh. That episode is really... So good. It's so funny. Okay, and then my last favorite is probably <coughs> when um, David throws the surprise party for Patrick. And again, this is at the very yes. end of season five, and so like, if you haven't gotten there, my deepest apologies. But
0: no, we told you ahead of time. You knew. Um,
1: but anyway, David invites Patrick's parents for his birthday. Um, who Patrick has not come out to yet, and their oh, response yeah. to Patrick—it so just sweet. is so moving. It's so awesome. The fact that David throws the party is awesome. It's just—it's—it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's just and, good.
0: And the way that David reacts to him not telling his parents, you know, because like yeah. that could really be hurtful. Yeah, no, but he's, and, but he's very understanding. Very understanding about it, and it truly is. It is a sweet, mm-hmm. sweet episode yeah, that does. Around. I think every character in the show justice like yeah, it really it, it and it's especially sweet patrick's parents oh and i know yeah. they're so another great episode from that season is the mvp where they have the um the softball game and they make David oh play. And they make johnny okay, yeah, that's play that's really funny it's so that they do a montage of um david hitting the home run to my heart will go on <laughs> and it's Oh, good <laughs> it's so good because david, dan is
1: so good in that scene oh my
0: god oh my god or that episode actually also,
1: all the softball stuff
0: i relate to dan to david just wanting the food so deeply like that's i was watching it recently with uh, my husband who hadn't he wasn't caught up. I, and so I was re-watching the whole show with him. And that show came on. And when Patrick gets him to do it by promise of a barbecue <laughs> and, you know, and then when he does it, all he wants is his barbecue. I, d- my husband just looked at me and he was like, that's you. Like, 100%. Like, that's yeah. you. And it's the only way my husband can get me to go to the gym with him is if he promises to take me to, like, food afterwards. Like, <laughs> I really, genuinely am very food motivated. I'm like, a dog. <laughs> And so That's I just, so funny. it's so funny and it's so good. Yeah, it is. It's one, it's, it's a good one just in terms of comedy. So there's like, I feel like Schitt's Creek has two very distinctive types of episodes. Agreed. There is, well, actually I would argue three. There's like plot episodes that truly are there just to move along the plot. Yeah. There's like comedic episodes that are just really, really funny. And then there's like sweet. Heartstring. Heartstring pulling that are still funny. And those are all my favorite. Those are the still funny. Ones. See, I'm more in the, I like the comedy ones. Yeah. But I like certain moments of the heartstring ones. Yeah. I do also love,
1: and it, my questions reflected this. I love the Games Night episode. I mean, David um, being bitter uh, and wanting just a night of silence is something I so identify with, and so. But also, but Alex- also, but Alexis, like, just like dying for community, yeah. I also identify with. Um, and David is so competitive and yes. so that's how I would react in a games yes. night scenario. Yes. Um, Kristen and I actually did a games night not too long ago. and oh,
0: we almost had to be separated
1: yeah over. I don't think anybody else cared, but we we really genuinely cared.
0: So we were we were having a full-on argument about who won clue more. yeah. Because we both won Which Clue. Which was me. But, but no, it, it was technically me. We'll, okay. We'll, talk, we'll, talk um, we'll start a Games podcast and we'll discuss <laughs> who won Clue more because it was definitely not you.
1: But anyway, so Games Night is one that I just like, oh, so, so, I did, so I identify it, with it truly, David.
0: It's true. <laughs> some, of the, some, some of the things hit so close to home yeah. that it's... Pain, it's cringeworthy to yeah. watch. Like, it's like it, ooh, that ooh, that is not the most flattering, and that is definitely what I would be acting 100%, like a hundred percent. And then you watch it, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm a monster, <laughs> just like these people. I'm a monster. Yeah, it's good. It, it is good. Okay, so what are you gonna make me watch?
1: Um, the, at the end of the show, we're always going to announce the next episode or the next show that will be shown featuring on the episode and so I got to pick um and I got to pick a show that I knew Kristen hadn't seen um and so one of my favorite shows of all of last year and it is I say last year because it came out last year and this is unusual we're gonna it's only one season so if you're up on tv you might know what this is but uh, I think it's so important and it was so groundbreaking and what it did that I think one uh, season is enough to go off of and so Our next episode will be on the morning show.
0: Ooh, get some Jen and some Reese. I now I okay. Full disclosure, I thought about watching the morning show. However, I read an article pretty early on that was pretty scathing about it and saying it was very bad and it wasn't well done. And I was like, you know, am I going to pay for Apple Plus just to watch the morning show? Like, I don't think so. But I will watch it.
1: Um, And I mean, fun fact. My parents don't take my advice on anything, like anything. I could tell my mom to buy a certain kind of water. She would buy the other kind. And she would, no, she would just forget that I told her. And then a friend would tell her to buy that water. Mm -hmm. And she would buy it. And I'd be like, oh my God, you
0: bought the water? And she was like, oh my God, yes. Cindy told me about it. I'm like, no, I
1: told you about
0: it. Okay, but in our parents' defense, how many times have our parents given us advice and we don't take it and then our friend gives us advice and we're like, okay, yeah, you're totally right. And then our parents are just like... Okay, but really? whatever.
1: Anyway, it's infuriating. <laughs> it happens constantly. It is infuriating. But
0: they're watching the morning
1: show, really? and they what love they it. Okay, they All love right. it. Okay. They think it's so like apt and, and important. And um, my dad and I actually talked about one of the ce- one of my favorite scenes last week uh, because they had just gotten to it. So okay, I have it. high hopes that you're going to like it. I'm
0: on it. I'm on the thing. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. Well check back with us about that when we release our next episode. So, okay, fun fact, I don't know if anyone could tell, but our opening sequence is us trying to do the Netflix sound. So I would love if people would let us know if they can tell that but that's what that Netflix is. Style. Because Ash, I think it's pretty spot... I think we do a pretty good job. But Ash is pretty convinced y'all aren't going to know what it is. Well, I just don't think a
1: human making that noise is very identifiable.
0: It's not. But if you know what it is, then you're like, oh. But, okay. but I know
1: what it is and someone could do that. And I'd be like, Whoa, oh, why are you making that weird noise?
0: Fair. Fair point. So tell us if you think it sounds right. Because if not, <laughs> we'll just record a new one. I don't know. We can do whatever we want. This is our podcast. Okay. okay. Well finley's had enough that's ashley's dog. my dog she's she's officially she's, a, over, she's it. over it she's ready to go outside. officially ew david no david
1: ew finley ew
0: finley no finley okay
1: you're not very good at that i really <laughs> i hope annie murphy doesn't hear you
0: annie murphy i'm so sorry if you hear me well first of all
1: um and maybe teach us how to do the ew david correctly i think that
0: truly only she can like I think it's like a skin. David. Ew, David. Okay. Cause she goes up. <laughs> oh, this is gonna get really obnoxious if we just, just practice. <laughs> just turn it off. Just turn it off. Okay. Later, have a good day. <laughs> You're ending a phone call. <laughs> have a good day, sweetheart. And hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Ending your <laughs>
1: call. Oh, okay, yeah. We're over it. Bye. <laughs>